what I always say is that if you can't feel it, then you wouldn't be able to shift it. And this is linked to a common misconception that a lot of people have around manifestation, which is, you know, if I think about it and I keep thinking about it every single day, then I will receive it. Or if I like write on a post-it note that I am worthy and I paste it all over like my mirror and remind myself every single day, then I will feel worthy. But it actually comes from within. Welcome to Sage Conversations, where we believe everyone has an innate light and power to heal. I'm Michiko. And I'm Rowana. We are wellness practitioners. Join us each week as we explore holistic healing, spiritual and personal growth journeys with experts, amateurs, and friends. Be inspired to foster your inner light and live your best life. Welcome to another episode of Sage Conversations, and we're joined by Jamie Ong, who is a mindset and manifestation coach who offers group and private coaching programs, a lot of free, valuable content through her masterclasses, and of course, her podcast called The White Walls Podcast. And that's where she usually blends business strategies, mindset and manifestation tips, and all things about the universe. And today is quite an exciting topic that we're going to talk about manifestation. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks for joining us on the episode. Hi. No, it's my pleasure. And I love to talk all things manifestation, (laughs) um, energy, mindset. So yeah, I'm more than happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, so we wanted to ask, how did you get into manifestation and healing energy? What inspired you? Um, Actually, I kind of got exposed to manifestation, I think three years ago, from a podcast. I wasn't intentionally kind of finding like manifestation or wanting to learn about manifestation. It kind of just fell into my lap. (laughs) Um, I remember the day very specifically, I was just walking on the treadmill and I was just trying to search for a podcast that talks about like personal development or mindset stuff that I resonate with because a lot of podcasts I don't really resonate with and I don't really like the vibe. Um, so <laughs> I kind of chance upon this podcast where she actually had a guest on who talked about manifestation and I was like wow this is actually something that really resonates not only with my like logical side of the mind but also like in my heart it like lights my soul up and I'm like yes 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 to everything that she's saying so then that kind of led me into manifestation and then I went to follow her I did a few of her courses but it wasn't actually only until when COVID hit where I decided to dive deeper into my own healing journey and also my own mindset work because it was actually the pivotal moment where I realized I had a lot of mindset stuff to work on, like a lot of blocks and limiting beliefs because before this coaching business, I actually had a skincare business when I was still studying in university and I realized I had a lot of overwhelming thoughts of like I'm not good enough or there's someone out there that's going to be better than me or there's so many big brands out there like who's gonna care about this small little like shop or online shop or brand that doesn't even have 100 followers so I was always like constantly comparing myself to others and 
when I kept telling myself I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, then I kind of brainwashed myself into <laughs> believing that I really am not good enough. And I had to like step away from the business for a while. And that was kind of during the time of COVID when it was like peaking. And then that started my whole like deep dive into manifestation and mindset work and the inner work that I am still currently doing. So yeah, that is my journey. <laughs> wow. I love how it's usually those things that fall on our laps that really change the course of our lives. And that's when your eyes lit up, you really resonated with that podcast. And it's something that you were looking for, but something that you just found and that helped you especially when we practice, like as coaches, as healers, we're always our first client because there's some inner work that we always have to do ourselves before we get to share our lessons with other people. So I love listening to that story, how you were inspired and how you got into this very niche kind of coaching, which is in helping people change their mindset and learn how to manifest. Mm-hmm. You were probably manifesting something. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all manifesting something. Something. Every yeah, single day. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. And you know what? There's so much talk these days about manifestation, which is yeah. a good thing. It's such a beautiful thing. It means, you know, at a certain level, people are becoming more aware that, you know, our thoughts, our beliefs, our general mindset change or influence our human experience yeah. and our reality. So that's a wonderful thing. But in spite of the talk and the chatter, there's still, it's still a bit elusive, don't you think? People still don't quite understand like what manifestation really is. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that because that was exactly what I felt like when I was like studying manifestation and just trying out those like techniques, like visualization, scripting, the three, six, nine methods. And I, I think for the past two to three years of experimenting with myself like I'm the guinea pig <laughs> all right I experiment on myself and I kind of realized that manifestation is not as like woo as what a lot of people kind of perceive it as because a lot of us like the perception we have about manifestation is is just all spiritual um and there's no groundedness to it right and it's just all up in the head but to me in my own experience, I feel like manifestation is so much more than just spiritual stuff. And to me, it is 80% mindset, 10% like science, and 10% spirituality. And it's so much mindset work, which is why I blend like manifestation and mindset, because a lot of misconception as well in the manifestation world is that you know, if I think about this thing uh, for long enough, then it's going to come into my reality. But often it's not going to happen if you don't actually take the action to go and achieve your goals. So a lot of times when we're taking that action, we also have a lot of like mindset blocks. Like I said, when I was starting my own business, like the limiting belief of I'm not good enough, that is a major block because there's a lot of fear behind that. And we kind of can't really fully allow ourselves to receive what we manifest because of these things. So first of all, I feel like manifestation personally to me is more mindset work than spirituality. I agree. It's a tool. Yeah. You've already named a few, but I'm dying to ask this question. I'm sure there will be like lots of meat after it, but what are the four pillars of manifestation? Yeah, of course. So the four pillars that I usually teach like my clients as well um, and in my masterclasses, the first pillar is 
feelings. And then the second one is actions. Third pillar is releasing. And then the last pillar is resting and just having gratitude. So that is basically the four pillars in general. <laughs> That's really beautiful. You mentioned gratitude. I mean, even in our most recent podcast, the attitude of gratitude, I do believe in the power of that because then when you do think like something, it really all the more it comes to you. It's yeah. even that power of asking as if it's already there. And that's the power of manifestation, I suppose, right? Yeah, which is why it's a key pillar because sometimes right. we take the action and we're like, okay, I need to feel this, I need to do right. this. But we keep doing and then we don't actually realize that sometimes because we are doing this thing, we are actually in our own way. And sometimes yeah. it's just taking a step back and like feeling like, oh, it's already here. Um, and having gratitude and saying thank you is actually a way that we signal and communicate to the universe that universe. we already have it. <laughs> oh beautiful yeah I think we tend to forget that it seems to be an afterthought when whereby here you stand by it being a pillar in itself yeah um, beautiful okay can we have an example of what do you want to manifest this 2021 Oh, cool. Yeah, I will <laughs> I will dive into the pillars. But first of all, to answer your question, um, I am manifesting a lot of business success, like business related wise for 2021. Are we in 2021? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Time is an illusion now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that is the number one goal that I am trying to manifest in my business, which is to actually hit my first five-figure months. Um, and I think for me, I have been actually intentionally thinking about, you know, this money thing. <laughs> because a lot of us, we're like, you know, if you want to help others, then you shouldn't be like asking for money, right? And that's a lot of block that a lot of us have. Like, I want to help you, but I'm asking for money. So I shouldn't be actually asking for money. But in my opinion, I shifted this by really thinking about what I'm going to use this money for. Because I am not just going to like hoard all of this money for my own personal like satisfaction, but most of all, I'm using this money to improve myself, to invest in myself so that even if there are people who can't afford my coaching programs or who are not really at the right space or time right now to invest in something, at least because I'm earning the money, I have the capabilities to invest in myself and therefore I can create more free value for the community. So it's like giving back. And that is the key thing that I feel like I am intentionally manifesting for my business in my life as well, just to have financial abundance so that I can give back to the community. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because as you said, it's a very common block, a mindset block that people have when it comes to money and money is a means that we use in this world. Yeah, I totally agree because like we perceive money as this thing. And I think a lot of negative stories we have around money, which is what's yeah. the key to blocking is. So it's really about rewriting those beliefs, finding the root cause of it, why we actually have those money beliefs in the first place? Does it come from our upbringing? Does it come from the society? And how we can actually reframe that for ourselves? Definitely. I had my own negative beliefs around money. Simple things as money is evil because maybe I might have seen it 
from someone or even in the movies that someone can turn greedy, right? It's simple yeah. as that, as a trigger. And then it gets stored in our subconscious and just having to clear those blocks. And right now I'm neutral to money. I mean, to a figure, right? Whereas before you would probably put it's cheap or it's expensive. Yeah. Whereas the idea is that you're neutralized and, oh, you know, it's a million dollars. It's neither or. <laughs> yeah. And when yeah. you talked about this balance thing, yeah, I'm going to cover it in, in the third pillar, which is about releasing. But I just had a like random thought, not only thought, it's an experience that I actually wasn't intentionally trying to share in this podcast episode, but I feel like it's part of my journey as well and it's coming up. So I think it's pretty related to Ruana. You are a health coach, right? And personally for me, I actually went through my own eating disorder period for like four to five years when I was 14. So I actually had a lot of like negative body image around myself exactly because of my family, right? They always talked about looking this ideal figure or like this model that looks really good or a certain number of weight that you want to hit to actually make you feel like I actually am worthy of myself right now. And so that is exactly what I've went through. And when I'm looking back right now, I realized how my beliefs around my worth also affected my business. And it is a key thing because like, if we don't get to the root of the problem, then it's going to manifest in other areas of our life. So like eating disorders or like even negative body image is not just going to be affecting you in terms of like your health, but it's also going to affect you in terms of how you look at yourself, whether it's in your career or in your relationships. Yeah. And the key thing is, is knowing that balance as well, like you want to balance out the positive as well as the negative. And I will definitely talk about that in detail in the third pillar. Wow, Jamie, I'm looking forward to that part of the conversation. But first, before anything else, I just want to acknowledge and thank you for sharing that experience, which must have been a difficult one from your past. But as you said, it came up and you felt the need to share it. So I think a lot of our listeners would find value and even would relate to that, whether they've had a similar experience or not, because definitely there are a lot of lessons there. And yeah, I do believe that if there's something we want to manifest in terms of money, for example, the blocks, our blocks aren't necessarily related to money. It could come from somewhere else because all our beliefs are interlinked. So in a way, I think manifestation is a science. That's why I can't wait for us to finally dive into learning all about the four pillars. I think we better get into it already. And as you said, the first pillar is all about feeling. So could you tell us more about that? Yeah. So the first pillar is feelings. And what I always say is that if you can't feel it, then you wouldn't be able to shift it. And this is linked to a common misconception that a lot of people have around manifestation, which is, you know, if I think about it and I keep thinking about it every single day, then I will receive it. Or if I write on a post-it note that I am worthy and I paste it all over like my mirror and remind myself every single day, then I will feel worthy. But it actually comes from within. Like when you have those positive affirmations coming in, but you don't actually feel 
worthy 100% of yourself receiving like your manifestations, then it's going to be very hard for you to believe that it will actually come to you. So I have an analogy, which I love um, because it helps me really understand what feeling it really means. So let's say you actually just baked a cake, right? And you like forgot about the cake, you left it out there and it turned like moldy, but you tried to save it. So you have like icing everywhere and you're like, okay, let me just use the icing to kind of like make this cake still look pretty. Like I want to salvage the situation. So you kind of decorate the cake and then at the end product, you're like, okay, this looks good, right? It looks good on the outside, but actually when you cut into the cake and when you take a bite into the cake, it's going to still taste bad because it is already bad inside. So the positive affirmations thing are just like the icing sugar that you're putting on the cake, right? It's just like putting a facade out there. It's layering a facade that you think you're worthy, but in actual fact, you don't. So the thinking about shifting your vibration, right? It's about asking yourself. I think a lot of us, we can't really dive into the feeling because we are so blocked by the physical thing that we want to manifest. So if you can flip that around and think about, let's say you want to manifest like $5,000, but $5,000 in a day might seem too much for you to handle. Like you can't really comprehend like, so how am I going to get this $5,000, right? I have no clients yet. I haven't spoken to anybody or like, it's not even the the date where I get my paycheck yet, how am I going to get the $5,000? So instead of focusing on that physical thing or that material thing, one way is that you can actually think about the feeling of getting $5,000. So a subtopic or a sub question that you might want to ask is that what would you do with, with this $5,000? And if your answer is, oh, I would, you know, buy a nice handbag for myself, or I would treat my parents to a nice meal, or I would, you know, finally purchase the shoes that I really, really wanted for so long, then you want to put yourself into that specific situation where you are buying that shoes or when you are actually like having the nice meal with your parents. And then you want to ask yourself, like, how do you feel about it? So it's not about focusing on the material thing or about the numbers, but really diving deep and feeling into what would you do if you already had these things in your life. I think that's the key thing that has helped me nail the feeling as if this thing that you want to manifest is already manifested in your reality. Yeah, I can totally resonate with that. Something as a tool that we also do in a theta healing session is asking or bringing the client to this state where they imagine if they had all the money in the world. So they're not stuck to a figure. And you're right. What you've said earlier, what Ruana pointed out, sometimes it starts with money, but then there's something else underlying there as a belief. I had with this client who wanted to attract, yeah, the sales figure or target or quota. And the, the simple belief was that if he had all the money in the world, he is forced to help his family or he has to when whereby the belief that we just want to shift there is um, that you want to, you're not compelled to, right? But going back to feelings, I completely agree. It's just about feeling and it's a good exercise. Anyone can do that. Just having to feel what 
what five thousand dollars or more. Actually, I have an example to share on that topic to ask actually if it's the same for feeling emotions of the past that we need to let go of. Because you opened up about your experience in the past earlier, and that compelled me and inspired me actually to also share a recent experience. So two days ago, like every Sunday, I go on a Zoom call with my family, and I broke down. Feelings came out about something that I've been openly talking about, like things that I want to manifest this year. But during that call, I felt compelled to pull out a tarot card. And what I pulled out was the tower. And to me, the message was creative destruction because I realized that for me to achieve the things that I set out for myself this year, I need to let go of certain things that are of value to me. And and that particular thing is my business. Actually, um, due to the pandemic, like we have a store that's turning out to be something that I need to let go of. And suddenly that breakdown, like me crying towards my family, what's that feeling of grief? It hasn't happened yet. I mean, the store is still there, but suddenly I felt that feeling of grief that I had already lost it. But you know what? Me having that moment with my family and me opening up to them about my grief, it was, it was so therapeutic and it made me feel at peace peace with what I need to do, with what I need to act on, to be able to manifest what I've set out for myself this year, which value apparently has become greater than my business. So do you think that falls under what you mean about feeling under this pillar as well? Um, it can be. Actually, that's an interesting point of view because I actually haven't really thought of it from that point of view or like experienced it from that before. I see it mostly as when you actually have this kind of like emotional release, it's more of something that kind of maybe is already bubbling underneath right and you you're kind of like afraid to look at it in the eye but when you really looked at it in the eye and felt this emotional release that is when because a lot of energy is held onto that or is stagnant when you're holding onto something that isn't serving you as much as it would in the past right and when you release that that is when a lot of energy releases and you feel it in terms of like um, being very emotional um, and when this energy release you you said you were at peace right and that is actually a manifestation of that energy releasing and when you're at peace or when this energy releases you actually create so much more space for yourself to receive things that might serve you better in the future so that is how i actually see it <laughs> Thanks for helping me see it more clearly. So, so now it's actually more clear to me what you meant by the first pillar, which is more about focusing on feeling your future as if it has already happened. And also knowing that it helps to release those stagnant energies from the past to create space for what you're creating in your future. Yeah, and I kind of saw like this image um, when you were talking about like releasing um, and moving forward. So it's like kind of like, you know, you're a butterfly and you want to fly, but then there are like rocks, like there are strings and rocks like tied onto to your wings and you can't fly, right? So that's like you trying to like move on, but 
that thing that you had to release was that rock. And when you were able to release it, then that is when you are able to like fly freely and rise to the next level you. Yeah, so some stuff really are just things that like we need to let go in order to move forward. And I personally have seen that a lot, especially when I'm going through my like healing journey as well and getting out of the spiritual closet. I had like my old identity that I had to release. And that was very, very scary because everyone knew Jamie as like what I would call the past me, like the version one of me. And they might or might not resonate with the new me now, but I feel like this is the true me, right? And so releasing that whole like past Jamie and values and beliefs that aren't actually really mine, but more of like friends, society, families, beliefs that like kind of not, I wouldn't say imposed onto me, but I grew to think that it's mine because of how like I was brought up and you know when you are young you don't really know much about like who you really are and in your developmental stages that's when you take on a lot of beliefs that aren't actually yours but you thought that they were so releasing that part of me was something super scary that I had to do but only when I did that that was when I was able to fully step into this business and to just share like like openly with everybody and not having the fear of what will she think about me or what will my friends think about me so yeah did that deviate a little bit from the discussion on the pillar of feeling because you know if that's the case and we don't want to confuse our listeners and we can just cut that out but like what are your thoughts no I think that is a important thing that people need to know as well and I actually haven't really heard much about like it online because mostly it it comes up during healing sessions right when you actually deep dive so yeah I think it would be perfect to put it in I don't think it would confuse people much because we kind of clarified it um, after you asked if that's what feelings meant so I think it's good yeah and I think it's more now knowing what Rowena was trying to manifest and at some point you might have already imagined what you were supposed to let go and that was one of the things it was humble market I suppose so yeah right? I've been yeah. doing the work I mean you know setting the the groundwork the foundation so eventually I can easily hand it over but <laughs> you know it's just you know I've been doing the work for months but it just hit me all at once that night um, and I think it's a process for manifestation manifestation is not just all about gaining 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 um, right. It's also about letting go sometimes when you really have to to make space for more things in your life that's going to serve you better in future. So I think it's a key thing uh, or an important point that, that the listeners will want to take away as well. More than just the four pillars. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think it's a lot of also letting go that what no longer serves yeah. us, right? Okay. <laughs> that was a nice conversation. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for talking me through that. Um, okay, so now we've covered the first pillar, which is feeling. And so, like, what is the second again? Yeah. So the second pillar is taking action. And I think I mentioned a little bit at the start um, that you can't just expect things to come to you. Um, you can't just expect yourself to think good things, think positive thoughts and think about your desires all day and then it's going to come to you because sometimes it does happen, but most of the time it doesn't. And when I talk about taking actions, it's not just any actions, but 
aligned actions, you know, actions that you feel inspired to take. And this is something that I have learned in my own journey as well, because in the past, I was someone who was very results driven. Everything that I did was like, okay, what is this like ROI or how is this going to benefit me? And how do I know that this thing is something that I need to do right now? If it doesn't benefit me, then I'm not going to do it. Right. So I think also the hustle mentality in the society has kind of conditioned us to take action all the time, even if it doesn't feel right for us. And the key thing in manifestation is being very aware with yourself, right? And being very aware of how you're feeling and what your intuition is telling you, because sometimes we take action for the fear of not being able to complete something or for the fear of not getting that result. And that is when your intention comes from a place of scarcity. You're like, I want to do this because I am scared that if I'm not showing up on my Instagram, then that means that my audience wouldn't become my clients, right? Because they are not getting to know about me or they're not getting to know about my programs. It really like reflects in terms of like when people engage with you or how well your post or your stories do, at least in my personal experience, is that when I create from the intention of scarcity or from the point of attraction of fear or for the sake of doing it because I need to hit like my daily to-do list, like I need to take them off, then it really reflects in the business as well that people don't really resonate much with it because the energy is like not really on point. So the key to taking action is to take inspired action. And when you're inspired, it's that energy feel that is going to allow you to be a magnet for your desires. And I think that is a key thing that a lot of people trying manifestation don't actually, I wouldn't say they don't know about it, but they're there are blind spots, right? And in terms of like when you're just starting your manifestation journey, I've been there as well where I was like, I'm taking a lot of action, but why is this not happening? Because you're not taking the inspired action and you're just doing either from a place of lack or you're just doing for the sake of doing. I love the fact that you use social media as an example because who's not on social media these days? I mean, I'm sure there are, but like so many people, millions of people are on social media and it's a very important tool for businesses and there's a lot of pressure yeah. to be on social media because these platforms continually change their algorithms. So it really keeps businesses and entrepreneurs on their toes, like how to keep up. And sometimes when you're too focused on, on those, like how to meet algorithms to meet your audience, to engage your audience, then you come from that mindset of lack, the scarcity mindset right? Because you're not so much focused on uh, your intention to add value through your content, but on meeting those ROIs, meeting those algorithms mm -hmm. so that you can reach your target customers. So now then like entrepreneurs scratch their heads, like for businesses with so many followers, why are they getting such low engagement? I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah, no, I just wanted to also mention uh, intention or something that I'm really working on 
this month and also for the rest of the year is to lead with the heart and not with the mind and i think this one really will resonate with a lot of people especially when you talked about like businesses having to like focus too much on the roi or like with like social media causing business owners to like constantly think of what they're doing wrong right or like how can i better my engagement using this tactic or that tactic and really it's I think strategy is just one part of the equation, but another part that a lot of people are missing is the energy stuff of it, where it comes from your intention, right? And you talk about the intention of giving value and serving more so than the numbers or like the money that's going to come. Because I think money and all the like fame or the number of followers, things like that, it's just a byproduct of you when you're just in so much alignment with yourself and you just want to serve others. And I believe that we all find ourselves in the service of others. And that's what I've come to learn as well in manifestation. I feel like this is like manifestation opened up a new <laughs> um, like yeah. personal development journey of myself and like having more awareness, which is what I totally love about it. So, yeah. Yes. I remember coming into this class for wealth consciousness and just for our listeners to know, because I wanted to anchor back to what you mentioned of coming from a place of lack and really the opposite of that is coming from a place or abundance of faith. And the primary example that really stuck with me was imagine if we all thought that we all lacked air or we were all grasping for air right? And everyone will just be grabbing and like thinking yeah. it's hoarding it for themselves, right? Just air. But if you think that air is abundant, then we can easily breathe. The next person next to me will easily breathe. And that's how I always try to also apply it because I'm my day-to-day, -day, I'm in sales. So also hitting that target, same like, you know, our ROIs, etc. But I'm like, okay, there are other people, you know, that will be able to hit also meet your goals, etc. It doesn't have to be like a sales target, but just so that thinking that there will always be that source or resource. So I just wanted to put it out there to to add to what you mentioned about place of lack and versus place of um, abundance of faith. Yeah, since you talked about abundance, the thought that came to me was a reminder for everyone, I guess, like everyone can can be abundant. Yeah. There's so much to go around. So, and a lot of people have this mindset that like, when you take more, other people will have less. And, and that's a, another common block, right? It is. It is a huge block. And I see it a lot in, in businesses. <laughs> um, and especially in my own journey as well. My own, my number one block as well was that I can't be, um, like, I don't want to shine brighter because then it's going to be like stealing other people's customers, right? And I, I think the main shift or the main thing that has shifted it for me is knowing that we all have our own um, community to serve. And it's not about like your niche or like how, what is your like unique selling proposition? It's not about that. It's more about your personality, 
as well as like your energy because you attract your own natural tribe or you attract your own natural community and even if I can be like the best manifestation coach out there but there will be people who won't resonate with me or even if they do they don't like how I'm speaking about it or they don't exactly love my personality and that's why they choose not to work with me that could be a possible reason so if we are hiding in our own shadows or other people's shadows, then what has shifted for me is thinking about if I am not showing up, then I'm going to not only be at a disservice for myself, but also at a disservice to others. And because sometimes people might, might want or might need the message to come from me right? Because I say it a certain way or because of um, how I portray myself on social media that people um, are attracted to me and not to others who might already be saying that, right? So if I don't show up, then that group of people will not be able to receive the messages that they need to hear. And I get that a lot when sometimes I just like randomly decided to share about something that is maybe more of my own personal journey. And then people will be like messaging me like, Jamie, I really needed to hear this. Thank you so much for sharing it. And that really just warms my heart. And it just keeps me going as well to know that people are listening. And if I don't talk about it, then they won't be able to hear it and they will be still stuck at that position. So that was a huge shift for me. I wanted to go back to inspired action, if that's okay, because like you said, the intention to take action from the heart. Right? I think that's what you said, like instead of like having it come from your head, because then you're always going to have to chase after results, but like inspired action from the heart. So you said it's leaning more towards, you know, seeing intention as energy. I believe in that stuff, but when words get thrown around such as energy and being a magnet, then there's a tendency for it to be considered woo, right? So how can we ground that? Yeah. So how I ground it for myself is that before I do anything, I would ask myself if this thing that I'm going to do feels good to me. Because sometimes we can hear like different people, experts out there talking about like, you should do this or you're doing this wrong and you should do this. And sometimes it kind of gets into our head a little bit and we're like, but my intuition is telling me this, but someone else is telling me that. And I want to follow that expert because they definitely have seen results before. Right. So I always will ask myself, like, does this thing that they're talking about feels good to me? And if not, what feels good to me? And the second question I would always ask following up to that is, am I actually inspired to take this action, right? So in order to find whether you're inspired to take the action or not, I will always ask myself, do I hear myself saying I should do this or I must do this or I need to do this? Because often when it comes from our mind, it's very, I would say, a very masculine way of doing this. Or if we don't talk about masculine, it's just a very like strong word that they usually use or very absolute word or must do this or I should do this, I need to do this. And that's when I know that it comes from the mind and not from my heart because usually the heart, it's always softer. The voice is always softer and that's why we kind of doubt it a little bit right so I always check in with myself and ask like is it this thing that I feel like I should do or do I just want to do this because it feels good to me 
I think a lot of um, people who are listening as well might not necessarily have the full choice to actually want to do certain stuff at that moment because whether it's you having a full-time job sometimes you will you will have things that you don't want to do that you have to do right so I think the key thing is getting in back into alignment is then always to ask yourself if I can do this tomorrow can I shift this around so it's always like putting yourself first and if you can't shift this around then always making sure to come back to yourself at the end of the day to do something that fills your cup right because that in your full-time job that is when you already are giving away your energy a lot to other people around you and at the end of the day or whether it's at the end or at the start of the day before your job you want to fill your cup first so that you are really connected with that like heart or that source within you does that make sense (laughs) yeah and i think it's also because like a lot of communication happens non-verbally majority of communication happens non-verbally, right? So people get to sense your real intention, even when you're saying something else, right? And maybe that's a good way to explain like how when you take more inspired action, the more of a magnet you become. Uh, Because like we have, like, I don't know if I can say this, like people have these bullshit radars. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can say that. But isn't that so? It is. Um, and I also think like like what you said about people feeling feeling that energy. Um, we all can, I think we all know, like it's, this is not woo already because we must have experienced this for ourselves that when you actually enter a room where maybe like someone is about to pitch to you, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is just doesn't feel right to me. And then it really doesn't go well. And, and that is kind of like the energy thing that we're talking about. We, I think people can feel it differently. It can be a feeling of like unease or like restriction that comes from the energy or the point of intention that you're creating. And when you actually take that inspired and aligned action, I think first of all, you will know it because you'll feel so happy about it and you will feel like you have endless amount of energy because you are just in so much flow that time really passes so fast and you still can keep going can keep doing and you want to do more right so that is actually a sign where you are taking that aligned and inspired action we hope you've enjoyed our conversation so far because we're covering all the four pillars of manifestation with jamie in a two-part episode so Just hang in there. A continuation of our conversation will be coming up next. If you want to master these pillars, is what Jamie calls the manifestation equation, visit our website and get access to free masterclasses and exercises on all things manifestation from Jamie herself. Simply visit www.vywallsglobal.com. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Sage Conversations. If you found some value from our content, share your thoughts with us on Instagram and Facebook and tag us at Sage Conversations Podcast. Please subscribe and share this podcast with people you know and love. Every bit will help us grow our circle. Once again, thank you so much. We love you. And until the next episode, trust your power and light within.